0: Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast from San Jacinto Assembly of God in Amarillo, Texas. If you'd like to know more about our church, visit us online at www.sjag.church. Now here's this week's message. The title of my message this morning is The Lord is My Portion. The Lord is My Portion. And I don't know if you were like me, but many times I've thought about that in my life and what that meant. And In Psalms 119.57, it says, You are my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep your words. Psalm 16.5 says, O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance, my cup, maintain, you maintain my lot. Psalm 73.26 says, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalms 142.5 says, I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, this morning again, we thank you, God, in this house and in this time. And Lord, as it comes to this time of the preaching of the word, I pray, Lord God, that you'll just pour your spirit upon us, God. Lord, that you would open our heart, God. I pray that each one of us will leave this place this morning being refreshed in you, God, but also, God, with a a hope, God, and a certainty that's in our life, God, and that will give us that strength when we need it, Father, today, I pray. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, there are many phrases in life that uh, people use to go on through life. Many phrases. You know, here's one from Martin, Martin Luther King, Jr., He said this, if you can't fly, run, and if you can't run, then walk, and if you can't walk, then crawl, but whatever you do, do keep going forward. I mean, you know, that's a pretty powerful statement. In other words, no matter what life gives you, keep on going. Keep on, whatever you got left, keep going forward. Another one by Frederick Nietzsche said this, that which does not kill us will make us stronger. I mean, I don't want to go there. But you know, sometimes that's one of those things and that's what's been said. On the wall of one of my pastor's friends, one of these sayings that are on his wall, he says this, life is too short to dance with ugly women. And I literally know, I know it's kind of rude, but I literally know what he's talking about. And so some of those phases just help us in those moments in that time that gives us the strength that we need, amen? And phrases phrase is such as these that when we incorporate them into our mindset, that we find strength for our journey. When we incorporate them into our mindset, we find strength in our journeys. I know that each one of you here this morning have been at that moment, that time in your life, that you have some kind of phrase that has helped you through that time you're going through. Many of us take scripture and we memorize scripture. And at that moment, that scripture comes to us and gives us the strength that we need to go through the day. I love it, I love memorizing scripture, I love what scripture can do for me in those difficult times. And so those are things that get into our mindset. Hopefully you notice this this in the verses we read this morning, the thread that runs through that, that we can conclude this phrase, that the Lord is my portion, that the Lord is my portion. Hopefully we can see that and understand what that means, that in all those verses I read, and those are just four, of the verses in the Bible, but there's more in the Bible that speaks of that, that speaks of the fact that the Lord is my portion. So I think about that. What does that mean? What, what is meant by the Lord is my portion? Because sometimes we say something, but really what that mean, What does it mean? I think about portions. You know what I think about first, first thing I think about portions? I think about when I'm sitting at a restaurant and they're charging me 15 to 20 bucks, and they bring out this little bitty deal of food. And I think, that's not gonna be enough. That's not a big enough portion. When I think about portions of things, I think about that portion belongs to me, and it's something I wanna pay for, that I'm gonna pay for. I want you to fill my plate up. But this is not what's been spoke of here. It talks about it's everything I need. When we talk about the Lord is my portion, It talks about He's everything I need. Everything I need. When we talk about God, it's talking about when we say the Lord is my portion, we say He's everything that I need. He's my provision. He's my provision. He takes care of me. It's, it's that whole thing of providing in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 it says and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus he shall supply all my need I don't know about you but that makes me happy this morning when I think about all that that we have in this world God will provide for me regardless God will take care of me God will provide every need I have in my life Come on, I'm talking about, he'll put food on the table. He'll give you that thing. He'll be like when he fed Elijah with the raven and he brought the meat in the air. God is our provider. I'm gonna tell you, the government's not my provider. It's my Father in heaven that is my provider. When we learn that when we talk about the Lord as my portion, we understand and say, he will provide for me no matter what. How many have been in a difficult situation? You didn't know how you was gonna get by, but God came through. And God provided a way. He is that provision. Psalms 37, 25 says this. I have been young, that's me, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging for bread. You know what that says? That's talking about a man that has had some experience. He says, I've been young and I've been old. And in the journey... (laughs) Hallelujah. In the journey, I haven't seen the righteous begging for bread. That says our God is the provider. He is Jehovah-Jireh. Abraham figured that out when he offered Isaac up as a sacrifice that God would provide the need that he had. He is the provider. How many of you found that in your life today that God provides for you? When we talk about he's our portion, it talks about the provision that he gives us in our life. He's my security when we talk about portion, my security. In John 10, 28 through 30, and I give them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Listen to that. Hear what he says. He gives us security. Another verse there in Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flames scorch you. Hallelujah. Get it. Understand it. That God is our security. I love the story when Israel is coming up out of of Egypt and, and Pharaoh's chasing them. You know Israel is is they're not equipped like Pharaoh is. He has all the weapons, and they come. the 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 the, the cloud of the Lord is leading them to the to the, the the Dead Sea and or to the Red Sea, and and there they come. They can't cross over, and they start to panic. And all of a sudden, God switches around to the backside. How many know the Lord has your six o'clock? Come on, that's a that's a detective language right there. You're six o'clock. He's got your back, is what I'm saying. He's there before before the enemy can get there. And we understand, we must understand what the scripture says. Nobody can snatch you out of the hand of the Lord. The devil, no matter how big and a, a strong he thinks he is, he can't snatch us from a relationship with God. I, I'm thankful today that when I got saved, hallelujah, I gave my life to the Lord and the blood of Jesus washed me and the devil keeps or keeps trying to come after me. But my Lord has got my back. Even when I stumble, even when I make mistakes, God still has my back that's God come on we're talking when we're saying he's my portion he is also my security and my provision in my life he's my strength when he's my portion he's my strength Philippians 4 13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me Nehemiah 8 10 says this then he said, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions, and send portions to those whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. He spoke to a people that had come back from captivity from the Babylonians. And they heard the Word of God for the first time in a long time. And they were all starting to cry and, and, and remorse. And, and Nehemiah looked at them and says, hey, don't do that. We know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. He says, as long as you're in the Lord, you're going to have strength. I'm going to tell you today, it's strength that God gives us when we talk about a portion. I, there's some things that happen in our life. We need His strength in our lives. And the joy of the Lord is that strength. The joy of knowing where I'm at, who I'm connected to, gives me strength in my life when things are not right. He's my inheritance. Amen? He's my inheritance. Psalm 16:5, which we read it earlier, O oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance in the cup. You maintain my lot. That word lot means that which belongs to you. I wish I could share it with you as Festus and Doc was talking about the lot, but I haven't got time for that, but I just crack up every time I think about it. But when it talks about a lot, that which belongs to you, he's my inheritance and he's my lot. When it talks about he's my portion, it talks about not only is it my provision or my security and also my strength, but it also speaks to the fact that he's my inheritance. How many know there's plenty of people, maybe even some of you sitting here this morning that have been cheated out of your inheritance? Somebody has came along and took what belonged to you. But I'm saying today that when we have the Lord as our portion, nobody can take that inheritance away from us. It will be that part of our life. He is my lot. He takes care of it. Oh, praise God. I thank God. You know, we used to sing that old song, I got a mansion over the hilltop. I don't really care how big that thing is. I just want to be there. Amen? And He's taking care of it this morning. He's taking care of that lot. I've got something waiting for me. It's not depending on many other things in life. I'm going to tell you today, it is something that is mine. That inheritance is mine. I, I... You know, I've been in this thing long enough and I've witnessed an absolute truth. Those that die leave everything on this earth behind. Absolute truth. Your 401k goes to somebody else. Your checking account goes to somebody else. Your houses that you've purchased go to somebody else. Uh, uh, Those cars that you have go to somebody else. That motorcycle you have goes to someone else. That boat that you have goes to somebody else. That big property that you purchased and bought goes to somebody else. I've seen it over and over again. And I've seen it at every funeral. Nobody gets to take anything with them. Nothing. And you know what's even better? Your debt goes to somebody else. They leave the same way they came in. And you and I, if the Lord tarries, are going to leave the same way that we came in. But God, but God, I'm going to tell you something. What I have on this earth, I understand that I won't have it for all my life, but I'm on this much. I got an inheritance up there that God has provided for me and I will attain that. If I keep living my life for Him, I will attain that inheritance. It will be part of my life. And I tell you this morning, the only one to, uh, in cl- that can claim this is a child of God. This can only be claimed by the child of God. Nobody else, the world does not have this. When it talks about my portion, the world does not have what I'm talking about this morning. First Peter 3, chapter one, uh, verses three and five, it says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his abundant begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled and does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God. Get that, reserved in heaven for you. This portion belongs to the child of God that I'm talking about today. It doesn't belong to those that do not serve Jesus Christ. It does not belong to those that do not bow the knee to the Lord. I'm saying today what I'm talking about, what I'm preaching about, the Lord is my portion, only belongs to the children of God. It's ours. Nobody else's. It's the children of God. This is not for the world, but only for those who have been blood bought by the Lamb of God, washed in the blood of Jesus. Listen, Aaron and and the Levites. If you remember, Aaron was set aside, and the Bible tells us that his portion was the Lord's. He's a priest. And the Levites also, they served the Lord. They didn't get to own property, but their portion was the Lord's. You say, why you say that, Pastor? Because I want to share something. Did you know the Bible says you and I are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and a holy nation that we also have been set aside. God never intended us for own all this land for eternity. But the fact is, our portion, what I have is Jesus Christ. What I have is in the Lord. What truly belongs to me is God and all that He said I could have. That portion is what is mine, no other portion is mine. Listen, a phrase like, the Lord is my portion, is just that, a phrase, until one day you incorporate it into your mindset. One day you incorporate it into your mindset. That moment in your life that wherever you might have been or whatever was taking place in your life, you come to a revelation and you incorporate a phrase in your life. I remember back in COVID back a few years back, and when when things were just chaotic, not knowing exactly how to do the, the services on the parking lot and all the things were new that we were trying to do, i I, I, I heard this phrase, and you know a, 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 a good sailor is never a good sailor in a, unless he goes through the storm is what it speaks of. In other words. The only way you learn to go through a storm is you have to be in a storm. And so I took that and incorporated it into my mindset and thinking we're we're learning and we're training to go through the storm and to be the good sailor on the other side. I'm saying today we have things in our life that come in, phrases that we take in that we incorporate. And I can tell you this morning that the Lord's your portion all day long until you incorporate it, it means nothing to you. Until you bring it into your mindset, it will not give you strength, it will not give you power in that time. In the Psalms that I started out with, we find some different situations that caused the writer to proclaim, the Lord is my portion. Some different things that they went through that caused them to proclaim that the Lord is their portion. Listen to what it says, because we just talked about what it is for him to be your portion. And here's some things. Troubles in life. Troubles in life. Psalms 119 57. It says, You are my portion. O oh Lord, I have said that you would I would keep your words. How many of you know we seldom give thought much to life when we everything is going good? we just kinda coast along when everything's going good in our life. We seldom give a whole lot of thought to much of anything. But when difficulties arise or something we cherish is taken away, whether that be our health, whether it be a family member, whether it be our jobs, whether it be a difficult time with our children, those things that we cherish or maybe it could even be our homes or our jobs or our businesses or our freedom, we begin to reflect and we begin to think. You know, a lot of times when you're going through a difficult time, it's that moment that you start to reflect on those things that are still in your life those things that you can hold on to, those things that bring you peace and bring you comfort. Now, in a Christian's life, you're going to either do one of two things. You're either going to blame God for what you're going through or you're going to look toward God and say, I've got this. God, you've got this. You're going to start to grow stronger in your life. See, it's in this moment, that psalmist at 119, when he was writing, he was either being persecuted or he was had a lot of things going on in his life and he started to pin things that would bring comfort. Read, read 119, it's the longest chapter in the Bible, but he speaks of the comfort that he finds in God's Word. He speaks of relationship with God. Whatever he's going through now, it's caused him to claim on and hold on to this phrase that the Lord is my portion. I'm going to tell you, you can lose a loved one. You can lose your job. You can be down about as low as you can get. I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit doesn't leave us there. The Holy Spirit is still there, and He starts to move in a spiritual way that He starts to bring comfort and strength into our heart. I, I'm gonna t- I've been there I've been down like that but the Holy Spirit speaks to me why are you sad over this thing don't you know that your portion is the Lord hallelujah and nobody can take that portion away from you I'm saying today that God has a way to speak into you when you're in, that, in, the, in the valley that says don't get sad my friend the portion of yours is the Lord I'm going to tell you no matter what our nation looks like No matter what they adopt as laws, no matter how wicked it gets, my portion is not America. My portion is not in this country. Hallelujah, my portion is in Jesus Christ. My portion is in the Lord. That's what the psalmist is saying. Trouble may come, but trouble does not take my portion away. It's there. That portion that God gives us, that portion is the Lord's. That is what we lean to. I tell you, I thank God for the hope that he gives us in those times. It's those moments and trouble that we incorporate what it means to have the portion. You may just got laid off and you start thinking, my, the Lord is my portion. Hallelujah. Oh, God's going to do a miracle you may have got bad news that your health is bad, and you think, I don't care. The Lord is my portion. Hallelujah. I'm going to say He speaks to us. He gives us the strength that I need. There's been times when we are lacking and God, when we realize God is the provider, God is the portion. I'm going to tell you sometimes as a pastor, I've had people leave the church and they may be one of the biggest tithers, and I think, well, how can can we make it after that? But I'm going to tell you what's happened every time when I realize that God is the source and he uses resources. I have found that God oftentimes increases. Why? Because the Lord is my portion. The Lord is my portion. Hallelujah. So in times of trouble, we have that moment that we incorporate that thing and it gives us strength to go through. Strength in that valley. See, trouble can come, yet the Lord is my portion. And He is truly all that belongs to me. Another thing is persecution from the godly, ungodly. Psalms 142.5 speaks As I cried out to the Lord, Oh, I said, You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. The writer of the Psalms was being persecuted in the land of the living. And he found strength in proclaiming, The Lord is my portion. In those moments of persecution, Maybe you have experienced, you know in America, we don't experience a whole lot of persecution, but I believe it's on the horizon. If things don't change in our country, we're gonna experience more persecution in this country, but we're going to have to realize that the Lord is our portion. Listen, Acts chapter 7, we have the story of Stephen. Stephen was preaching the word of God to the Jewish people, to the uh, and Centurion court, and, and all the Pharisees, and he is speaking to them. And you know the story, they reached up and they started to stone Stephen. And listen to what happened, could you imagine as he was fixing to be hit by that first stone, he looked up into heaven and he seen Jesus Christ standing at the right hand side of the Father. Could Can you imagine? Here he was fixing to lose his life, lose everything that he had. Life was over for Stephen and he looks up into heaven and guess who he sees? He sees his portion, hallelujah, standing at the right hand side of the Father. He sees glory up in heaven and he says, there is my portion, hallelujah. Stephen was being persecuted but he realized his portion was the Lord. It was Paul that said to Timothy, hey, I've ran a good course and I've spent... I've, I've spit out and I, I've, I've poured myself out and now it's com, com, coming time for me to receive that crown. Remember that in Second Timothy, I believe it is. He writes to Timothy and he says, that's now for me to receive. Listen, what Paul had in mind there was this, even in persecution, so much so that they was fixing to behead Paul and he writes this, he's got his mind and his, set, his thinking, his mindset is upon his portion that is in heaven. Come on, friends, I'm going to tell you when we're persecuted, it's at those moments that we realize I've always wondered what it felt like or how a martyr, a person, that's somebody that gives their life to the Lord, what it must feel like when they are being either boiling oil or burnt at the stake and how do they get by without saying, I deny Christ. Those moments when persecution is so strong in their life, I was reading stories of persecution of, 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 people that had gave their life for Christ. And I wondered that, but did you, you know just about all of them had their mind set upon the portion that was, they were gonna receive in Christ Jesus? I, I'm gonna to say today, when we're being persecuted, it should push us more to realize my portion is in heaven, not this world. That's what it spoke of in Hebrews when they said, we're just pilgrims passing through. We're just pilgrims passing through this area. They got their mind on something greater than this world portions in the midst of persecution it was bishop polycarp of smyrna he said this when it came time he says lord god almighty father of your beloved and blessed child jesus i bless you that you have thought me worthy of this day and this hour that i may be able to share in the number of the martyrs to drink for the cup of your of your christ that i may rise and live forever Body and soul in the incorporation of the Holy Spirit. Listen, he was a famous martyr, a bishop. and what his mind, his mind wasn't set upon the death, but he was set upon his portion that he would receive. The portion of the Lord. Another one that I want to speak of this morning is when you have a true revelation of the world and its goods. A true revelation of the world and its good. Psalm seventy-three, twenty-six says this, my flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Now, if you know a little bit about the background of this Psalms, I turned it open to look at it as I was preparing this message and I had written on the header of this particular passage or this Psalms, I wrote this particular thing. I said this passage could parallel or could be the story of the prodigal son. Let me remember the story of the prodigal son. He had everything he needed in his father's house and he got to looking at things outside the father's house and thought they were better than what he had. So he left his father's house and went into the world and and he he spent all his inheritance on everything. And then he had an epiphany in the the pig pen and where he realized that, hey, he could go to his father's house and he could have bread and the servants were being treated better than he was. If you Pay attention to the psalms as written. It starts out that the psalmist says, I envied those of the world. I envied their prosperity. I envied the way they was making money. I envied the things that they were doing. And, and he says, I envied that. And, and I wanted what they had. Can I tell you this morning that he is not the first one and there's many Christians that get led away on, on searching for worldly goods, searching for success, searching for money, searching for things that, that they're putting treasures on earth, they're putting their treasure in earth and not in heaven. And there's many of them, just like the prodigal son, that thinks things are better on the other side of the fence. Oftentimes we look like that cow. We got our neck stuck through and, and, and trying to eat the grass and the bar ditch instead of that which the master has, has planted for us. And in that Psalms, he says, I was thinking this way. I was envious of the world and the wicked and the way they were living and the things that they had. And he says, but in the house of the Lord, his eyes were opened. He had a revelation. He had an understanding that everything in this world will pass away. Everything that we see, everything that man says is great will pass away. Everything that we create, our, everything, our finances, all those things will be gone. He had that moment of understanding that his portion is in the Lord. Come on. Did not the prodigal son have the same understanding his portion is in the Father's house. His blessing is in the Father's house. It's there that he is treated like a human being. It's there. And he had that revelation. And the psalmist wrote this My portion is in the Lord. Come on, we got a lot of people in today's church seeking to be successful and, and forgetting where they're headed, forgetting that it's toward God that we should be reaching. The Bible says to you and me that we're nothing more than stewards of the things that we have. Nothing more than stewards. That's it. That means whatever I have in my possession belongs to God. And if God is going to give me, He's going to want me to keep my portion in Him. That's why I believe, and I've always had the mindset, if if I'm just taking care of God's stuff, why do I try to hold back stuff from God's work? Because, see, my portion is not on this earth. My portion is up there. The writer of the psalm had that revelation and he understood it. He said, my word, what I have is more valuable than what they have. Can I tell you today, a relationship with God is more valuable than anything you can attain on this earth. Any, any material thing, any vehicle, any house, anything is more valuable than you can attain on this earth. Way more valuable. When you have that moment, you know what happens to you? When you have your moment of understanding that my portion is the Lord, all of a sudden you have some freedom in your life. All of a sudden you start living life like God wants you to live and you realize that God uses you for a conduit to let things pass through you that will bless other people. It is that moment that you start to be blessed. There's many scriptures that say this. There's one that holds back and has nothing and there's one that gives everything that has more. Now, to me, that does not make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. But you know, in God's system, it makes a whole lot of sense because God is the one. One seed, holds, one seed in your hand produces nothing, but put it in the ground and it multiplies and brings more crops. And this is a revelation that this psalmist had. He says, okay, I've got it. I understand it now. I understand that if I give what God asks me to give, then God is my portion. I'm going to tell you until we start realizing that He's our portion, we will be stingy people. Amen? We will be stingy people because we don't quite get it yet that the Lord is my portion. I can't tell you how many times God has spoken to my heart the the last time, it's just been a while back, I was supposed to write a check to my ex-pastor, or well, I'll still call him a pastor. And I thought, well, Lord, I know I got, to, you know, okay, I'll do it. And I sent that to him. And I think the amount was like $500. And I say that just, you know, the Lord said, send that to him. And he had been praying for guess how much? $500. And so... He wrote a check and said, man, I was, that's exactly what, they want to go on some vacation, they need some money. And, and you know what happened? We had a check come in way more than that. Way more. And I almost held on to that other. But I'm going to tell you, what I found out in life is that God's my portion. God's my portion. He's the one. And when we get to that revelation as children of God, then we have a wonderful thing with Him. An understanding. Oh, hey, God, you're blessing me now. Who am I supposed to bless? The Lord is my portion. I don't need to be envious of what happened in the world because they don't have the portion that even amounts to what I have. The child of God's portion is found in his house. I want to tell you this morning that we have come to a wonderful place in life. And I walk with God We have come to a powerful place in our life when we are able to say that the Lord is our portion. It's an amazing thing because in that, in itself, helps each one of us through life. When we're able to say that He's our portion, He's enough for us. In fact, God is all we need. God is all we need. And you say, how can you live on God? That's like two young people saying, oh, It doesn't matter, Pastor, if we got jobs or not. We're going to live on love. You say, they don't say that. Yeah, they do. They don't think about bills and utilities because you can't send love to Excel Energy. You know, it's one of those things that we say, but there's no backbone to it. There's no substance to it. But when we say, God is my portion, my friend, there's backbone to it. There's substance to it. There's provision in it. There's security in it. There's blessing in it. There's a life in it because we don't just say by words. We're talking of the creator of all things. We're saying, he's my portion and he will take care of me. That's what's being spoke of when we say that. It's not empty words. It's words that are powerful when we speak that into our lives, that he is my portion. Hallelujah. Pastor Oliver, you'll come. Look at that, I gotta watch. This morning I want to read One of the famous Psalms, if I was to ask you to one of the famous Psalms, one of you would have to say Psalms 23. I want to just substitute one word. I know you're not supposed to substitute the words in the Bible, but please pardon me this morning, Lord. I want to substitute one word to drive home what I'm speaking of this morning when we read Psalms 23. And I want to read it like this. The Lord is my portion. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Now listen to this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I substituted one word. The Lord is my shepherd i said the lord is my portion come on in the psalms 23 it reveals the very fact that the shepherd can take care of all your needs come on when we say the lord's my portion we're saying the lord can take care of all my needs when i walk through the valley of the shadow of death he's there with me he's prepared up me for me a valley he will be with me when I walk through where the enemy's gonna attack me. He's with me. He's my portion. He anoints my head with oil and he sets up a table in the midst of my enemies. He's my portion. That's right. Come on. When I'm down, I'm feeling down. He restores my soul because he's my portion. He gives me rest. Maketh me lieth down. Why? Because He's my portion. My friend, when we grab a hold of it that He's my portion, you will stop worrying. You will stop being anxious about life. You will stop being anxious about our country because our Lord is our portion. He gives us peace. He says it'll all be all right, my child. For I will not forsake ye nor leave ye. I've got an inheritance for you. I got a place for you. This world is not your home. I've got your home prepared. Hallelujah! He's our portion. He gives us peace in that time when we start to understand who he is that's right. and who we talk about that's right hallelujah i'm about to shout <laughs> hallelujah when it sinks in when it becomes something that we incorporate into our mind I and mean, every one of you got a saying that you use some have more and some have grabbed a hold of a phrase that gives you strength in that time of need. But can I ask you this morning, what do you think about grabbing hold of this? The Lord yes. is yes. my portion. Amen. Pastor, if things look bad, the Lord is my portion. Hallelujah. I've just been given bad news. The Lord is my portion. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, my family's wayward. The Lord is my portion. Hallelujah. i just lost my job. The Lord is my portion. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. The Lord is my portion. Oh, I think you're getting it now. The Lord is our portion. Oh, he's the one that is there for you and me. Lord. He's our all in all. He's my portion. When the devil comes at me, says, you messed up, I say, the Lord's my portion. Come on. That's who he is this morning.